in a world entrenched in darkness, desperately seeking hope and security, a coalition of nations invoke a highly classified program, commissioned by their ancestors generations ago, for such a time when all else has failed. They called for but one man to light the flame, to carry the torch, which is really a guitar, ready to blast the battle cry. Behold, the time has come for... Rock and Roll! That's the topic right there, the great big rock and roll songs in some of the most iconic movies and television shows out there. Just the first installment of this series of Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin. You know you've seen those shows or those movies that have transformed your ability to watch or listen to a, a song or a music video, whatever it may be, because you always think about that film. I love Genesis. I'm a huge Genesis fan. We just did, what, two shows on Genesis ever since Mike Rutherford and Phil Collins reunited. But I always think of that scene, those scenes from American Psycho. <laughs> you know, I like Huey Lewis in the news, too. I grew up with them playing in the house when I lived in suburban Chicago. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things that ever since that movie, man, I cannot listen to Phil Collins or see the cover of No Jacket Required, at least the old cover. You know, Phil Collins, he, he updated his catalog by uh, putting an updated face of him as an older person. Uh, he doesn't look too happy in those pictures, but, uh, in, you know, like for the album Face Value and No Jacket Required and Onward, um, it was all his face on the cover of the album, and then he updated that with um, his image now that he's uh, much older. So if I see the, the newer release, I don't really think of it, but if I, I see the classic album, and I love all the classic albums and the artwork too, of course, then you do think of uh, uh, when... Uh, you know, the character, uh, you know, Patrick Bateman is uh, holding that up. Do you like Phil Collins? <laughs> I've been a big Genesis fan and, and on and on. So uh, it, it's, it's, it's amazing how cinema can, and television, you know, the same thing when I think of Kiss and Family Guy. I'm a huge Family Guy fan. And of course, uh, you know, I'm a mega Kiss fan. So, you know, th that scene right there where Peter and, and Dave, the guy, <laughs> the guy Dave, they're going at it. You know, who's a bigger Kiss fan? You know, I'm getting to the point in my knowledge where I could maybe compete with somebody's Kissdom, possibly. I could possibly um, uh, compete with that, but <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, ooh, stomach's growling a little bit. Uh, because we're growling for rock and roll, my appetite for rock and roll. So we're going to talk about all of that. We're going to talk about the music, and we're going to talk about, um, uh, well, we talked about, I need to be more specific. Talk about um, music in uh, movies, some great scenes, and, and uh, you really everything you heard there from Layla in Goodfellas, and, and Goodfellas has just a great uh, use of, uh, I mean, Martin Scorsese has it's done such a great job with the use of the stones and, and all kinds of, of uh, classic music. Um, I was even thinking about the Eric Clapton scene in Tommy as well. I mean, that's such a funky uh, song that he plays there. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that in the second show. But first, I've got some unboxing to do, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this weekend, I went to a uh, record shop. And, uh, you know, I can't be one of those people who loves records, who loves music, and still doesn't have any vinyl. I have to have vinyl. Um, I, I used to collect CDs the way people collect vinyl. I still have a lot of those. I have my old, um, my dad's old vinyl collection, so I have a lot of that stuff from 
from back in the day, um, you know, and I even found some 8-tracks. So I went to this place and found some really cool stuff. No, I don't have an 8-track player, by the way, so that's the next thing to find. This wonderful uh, Dave Kinchin bag of musical goodies. You hear it right there. One more time. Uh, so we got some vinyl we're going to pull out and uh, let you uh, listen to and, um, well, not listen to, um, but uh, listen to me talk about. Uh, so this one right here, uh, and you can tell, by the way, I think I might just frame these. I, mean, these, I got these dirt cheap. I mean, so this one was like four bucks. Um, it's a little, uh, the record's intact, um, but the, the, the sleeve is a little... A little bit banged up. Uh, you know, find our friend here. A record. Uh, the heck? It's well. Anyway, it's in there. I know it's in there. I can feel it. But uh, so this one is an, an ultimate classic. Uh, Sammy Hagar. I got a lot of Sammy Hagar here. VOA. Uh, we bought VOA, um, and uh, it's. You see Sammy, of course, uh, doing a parachute landing with his uh, red... It looks like a Washburn guitar. Um, not quite sure. They started making... or It might be a BC Rich. It's one of those two. They started making those back in the day. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a BC Rich. Um, those were those became big in the 80s along with... Um, uh, if I remember correctly, along with uh, uh, the Gems, the uh, Ibanez Gems and, uh, you know, the Jackson brand, of course... Uh, Jackson Guitars, which Fender later took over, um, but he's landing on the Capitol there, and the, it, it, it's a, the cool. The, it's a cool logo because it has the, the American Eagle uh, with some tape in its mouth, and it says Sammy Hagar uh, or a banner in its mouth, and then VOA, of course, Voice of America. This one has some great stuff on it. You know, you know the big one. I can't drive 55, of course. So, you know, I had to, I had to get that one. I'm trying to think if I frame it. How I, it's a little frayed at the end. How can I frame it and? Um, maybe crop that part off um but you know look it's four bucks why not you know i mean there are great cds in good condition that are like five six bucks these days that are older so you know if i see a low price i'm like oh let's just go for it you know so we could probably frame that maybe the front or back of it figure out something to do put it in a collage of some kind i can yeah we can crop the end of it there um it's not that bad you're you're like what are you talking about i can't see anything i know um the back of it has uh I Can't Drive 55, Swept Away. Rock is In My Blood is an amazing song. It, that, that one's just, the, the, the guitar tone, the production, Ted Templeman produced this, of course. Van, you know, he produced Montrose. He produced the early Van Halen stuff. So, um, and Sammy Hagar has always said he, there was a move to get him and Van Halen and replace David Lee Roth very early. You know, those are fighting words, of course, but that's what he says. Uh, so Templeman produces this one. This is Sammy's last solo album before joining the mighty Van Halen, making it Van Hagar. Um, uh, Two Sides of Love is another good one, VOA also, burning down the city. So um, Sammy was one of those guys, you know, there's certain places where Sammy never made it. Like he he says in his book, Red, that he never, um, never really took off in... uh, what was it? Uh, New York. Like he, there's that famous story. He went out with uh, Kiss, open for Kiss, and they were booing him. So he did a Jim Morrison and pulled his pants down in front of the audience. A, a big show of disrespect. Um, not rock and roll. He said, "There's all these people dressed in Kiss makeup, and I'm, <laughs> I'm playing my songs, and it's not getting through." It was pretty funny. Uh, all night long, Sammy Hagar. Um, this one is, uh, it's another vintage record. 
This is just so cool because you're holding history. It's a copy of history. You know, it's not an original album, but it's a copy of it. Red is on here. It's the first track. Um, that's, you know, somebody, he said it was always his favorite color. And then somebody just called him one day, hey, it's the Red Rocker. And he said the name stuck. So Red is on here. Turn up the music. I've done everything for you was a big one. And of course, Bad Motor Scooter, um, which I believe has uh, some origin in Montrose, uh, last I heard. But uh, this is, uh, what's the year on this bad boy? Ah, bad boy, bad boy record. EMI, ladies and gentlemen, and EMI uh, overall production. Um, I, I can't read it. I can't see the year on this. Um, early 80s, clearly. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, that's cool. And uh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, oh, what else? Uh, okay, so this one makes a lot of sense. I'm a redhead, by the way. I'm a huge Sammy Hagar fan, and I was blessed to do that interview with him that, that got, you know, 256,000 views on YouTube. That's really cool. Uh, Sammy Hagar, and this one is... Uh, it's the picture of him with the... Looks like a red Strat. It's not quite a Strat, though. Uh, inside the mouth of someone with lipstick. And uh, just this, uh, this was Geffen... Uh, of course, this is a three lock box. Yeah, of course. The I couldn't read the. It's funny because I've never really seen it up the, the album cover up close. Like I, I, what you see is Sammy Hagar's name and then him inside uh, somebody's mouth, according to the album cover. But the, it's the bit down here that says uh, three lock box, which of course, and you know this one, you don't even have to look at the back of the album to know it has three lock box on it. Remember the heroes. Now this is cool. Um, I tweeted at Jonathan Kane about this. We had a, a Twitter conversation about this uh, a while back. I'll have to try to find that and put that online. Uh, Jonathan Kane from Journey, he was in the Babies, and then he became the keyboard player, uh, pianist for Journey, also a critical songwriter along with Neil and, and uh, Steve and the guys. And he um, he he joined the, he re replaced Greg Raleigh uh, in 1981 and worked with Sammy Hagar and Mike Reno from Loverboy is on this. Um, Remember the Heroes, a great track about the military. Actually, Jonathan Kane tweeted this out, um, I think it was during Veterans Day, maybe last year or a few years ago. And uh, it, this is a powerful, powerful song about uh, remembering the American heroes. Uh, so Sammy uh, is on this, of course, his, it's, well, he's his... It's on his album, and, and uh, he's doing the guitar and vocals. Um, Jonathan Kane, there's some great keyboards that feel very Journey-esque, like do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And, you know, the guitar kind of comes up with something. The keyboards answer it. Uh, we're going to put a link to that on the page, too, on our Facebook page. Your Love is Driving Me Crazy was a, a, a early hit for him, uh, too. So, Three Lock Box, Remember the Heroes, Your Love is Driving Me Crazy. Some big ones there off of this record, but I, I love that song. It, to me, it's just one of, um, okay. Produced by Keith Olsen, um, ba -ba 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 -ba. let's see. David Lauser has played drums with him early on. He was actually in the, the Wabaritas for a while. Jonathan Kane's on this, all keyboards on Remember the Heroes, Mike Reno vocals on Remember the Heroes. Um, yeah, it's it, this is a cool thing. This is, this is really awesome. This is really awesome stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm happy to have this one and frame that. And again, these albums I got for like, I think that one I got for like four bucks. So it's like, you know, you got to get them. Why not? I don't, I buy, you know, vinyl that's, you know, 
records that are in much better condition, of course. These are fine. I mean, these these look like, you know, you look at the records, they look fine, but sometimes, you know, don't let the low price fool you. You know, it's still good stuff. It's still good material, and it still sounds good. Um, but there's other stuff, like uh, I was going to get this, but I, I actually saw, um, hang on one sec, let me walk over and check one thing. No, I didn't get it. I thought I did. Um, I remember I was looking for uh, Bowie Live from the Tower Theater. I thought I got it, but then I remembered that, um, you know, you look around for something. That's right, I did not buy it. 22 bucks, not a bad price, but the record was all scratched. It was a double record all scratched up, and I'm like, I, that's, you know. Uh, my friend Shane, I was with him, and, and he's, he's an expert in, in vinyl, and uh, he's kind of taken me along as I learned some things and uh, you know just our day off we went out and looked for it and uh, I just said you know I'm, I'm gonna have to wait on that one because it just you know, for the price it didn't make any sense you know to be that scratched up so um, this one uh, what is the where is the album title on this one uh, there's one of Sammy's Capital Records uh, produced by Carter Red, uh, Catch the Wind, Free Money, Rock and Roll Weekend. Um, I do, is this Trans Am? I don't know what. This might. I think this is Trans. It's not on here. It might be scratched off. I just saw Sammy Hagar and I bought it. Okay, I just you know fine. I just saw Sammy Hagar and I bought it. All right. Anyway, I, we'll uh, we'll we'll look that up. Uh, Yeah, we'll check that. Let me do it now, maybe. Sammy Hagar. Albums. Uh, hang on, folks. We're looking for her. Um, no, it's not Standing Hampton. I think it's Trans Am. Yeah, of course. It's Trans... It's... It's uh, Street Machine. It's Street Machine, of course. It wasn't, no. All right, anyway. Uh, it might be like a compilation project, but that's that. So, some cool stuff there. Uh, we got some other uh, magic. These are the eight tracks, and these, I just saw these. They're five bucks each. Had to get them uh, because, you know, I've got Kiss Alive on on CD. I'm trying to find that on vinyl. There's certain albums I have to get on vinyl. You just have to get them on vinyl. Uh, this, these two, I don't have on vinyl, but I, I now have on, uh, on, uh, 8-track. It's, uh, it's part one and part two, volume one and volume two of, uh, it, it, so it's Kiss Alive 2, I'm sorry, I misquoted. Uh, Kiss Alive 2, we have, uh, uh, volume one on uh, eight track, and then we have volume two on eight track. Uh, volume one's black, volume two is white. Uh, very cool. Uh, so yeah, these were just five bucks each. I was looking for. I was gonna get rock and roll over, but I, I I love the cover art on that one. But I you know the four faces kind of in a circle. But I'm not a big fan of. Actually, I saw that on vinyl someplace, and I never bought it in Philly. I'm gonna have to look at that. I'm gonna have to see if it's it's back there now that I think about it. 
But uh, these are, um, you know, this one has Detroit Rock City. I've always been more of a fan of Alive 2 because it has Detroit Rock City on it. If you love the first Kiss album, which I do, then Alive has a lot of, a fantastic live version of, of the early stuff like, um, you know, Black Diamond and, and uh, Strutter, you know. But, but if you want your Detroit Rock City and if you want, you know, King of the Nighttime World, basically all of the stuff um, from Destroyer, which is my favorite Kiss album from the 70s, then you gotta get Alive 2. Uh, so Volume 1 and Volume 2. So some 8-tracks there. Now, in this store, I just happened to see them. And by the way, they have all kinds of music. They have stuff from, uh, you know, Shaka Khan. They had stuff from uh, the Isley Brothers. And I found some posters, some, some still pictures that are really awesome. And this one I should have put up I should have actually put this up for um, the 4th of July. It's a close-up shot of Gene, Peter, uh, Ace, and uh, in order of the picture, Gene, uh, Paw, Ace, and Peter. And um, they're holding the American flag. Looks like the uh, Betsy Ross version of the flag. And uh, it's his kiss. And it's, this is a really awesome one that I, I'm going to try to get the guys to sign. It was only like three bucks. And again, it's like in, it's in amazing shape. It's super crisp and everything. Looks like it was never framed. There's another one uh, of the guys in what looks like their Destroyer era gear. Um, Peter looks happy here. Ace, not so much. Uh, then we got a cool one from the Stones. Uh, Billy Wyman's in this one. Uh, this is from, this looks like it's from the early 80s. Uh, you can always tell by Charlie's hair. You can always tell because I feel like Charlie Watts always had gray hair. You know, so you could, this looks like it's from maybe tattoo you era uh this picture it doesn't really say it's just it's just the you know the guys in the band which is it's, it's a cool photo it's really cool and then we got a, a magical one of uh the guys the lads from uh the zoso and company led zeppelin as well a young jimmy page this one looks this one could be from 73 i'm guessing 73 uh a little wrinkled at the top just a tad but they can iron that out um so yeah i had to get these so uh, these are really special and really fun. So anyway, that is in uh, my bag of musical wonderful tricks. Actually, it was an L.L. Bean bag that they gave me to put all this stuff in. Uh, so that's that. Uh, really cool stuff. Now, as far as uh, movies are concerned, uh, we know that uh, we were talking about American Psycho and, and uh, the Huey Lewis uh, name drop. And uh, I mean, the, the whole story of that movie is just wacky and I, 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 I honestly have never been able to finish the movie it's just because I'm not a horror film guy you know but um, the Genesis scene is what I'll always remember um, it's a bit graphic uh, I can't describe everything going on in that scene but uh, I was amazing the name dropping of uh, you know the, 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 the work of Collins Banks and Rutherford and, and just <laughs> before, before Duke I didn't really understand them because uh, it was too intellectual talking about the Peter Gabriel stuff uh, but it was, <laughs> you know, those guys, uh, I mean, for pop music, like the album, he, he also name checks uh, Invisible Touch, which is an album that I got into at a very young age. Uh, I heard it playing in the house. You know, my dad liked a lot of the same stuff I like today, which was really an amazing thing. Even though he passed away at a young age, I inherited a lot of his music taste. I got to go through some of his vinyl. I, I've got that in storage, by the way, and he's got, he has face value uh, on 
on vinyl. So I have, I've got that somewhere. I've got rumors on vinyl too. Um, I think that's in storage in Michigan. I might have to make a pilgrimage to Detroit Rock City and get that out of storage and put that on the show. We've got to do it. We've got to, you know, that'd be fun. The sound would be the same because I would say this record right here, you know, I, I, you know, I wish I could show you on radio or a podcast, but, uh, but I, we paint the picture is what we do. Uh, so, yes. Uh, First of all, his wild misinterpretation of songs like, uh, uh, you know, Bateman's character, the wild misinterpretation of songs like uh, uh, In Too Deep, how it's a, it's an op, uh, inspirational or optimistic song, words to that effect. Not really. It's a song about, you know, essentially wanting somebody, but, you know, not having them, you know, is how I interpret it. So <laughs> that's what made it more hilarious, you know. The fact that he has these, the character and the main character in American Psycho has these ridiculous interpretations of these songs, you know. Uh, but yes, Michael Rutherford uh, and Tony Banks, as I'm sure you've known by many for many many years now, since the movie came out in 2000, and of course Phil Collins, you are, you have a place in horror film history in terms of uh, name being name checked. So uh, do with that what you will, gentlemen. Uh, I'm a huge Goodfellas fan. I love gangster movies. My friend Matt from high school worked at a, a movie shop, and uh, it was it was like a blockbuster, but it was it was different. And uh, he would the most amazing thing is he would come up with these uh, um, these kinds of uh, the, the, these genres that within the sort of gangster genre that I was totally blown away by. But it was because of him that I got into. Pesci and, and De Niro and all those guys and you know he would I would rent movies from him on the weekend and you know it, it was just great fun uh, you know we, we watched Goodfellas one time and together just smoking cigars having a good time it was great um, and <laughs> at, a, at a lounge he used to own but it was it was just it was you know the album's iconic because of the Billy Bat scene because of the funny house scene and all of that, you know, the spider situation, you know, uh, uh, the gent who would later go on to um, play Christopher uh, Moltisanti in, in The Sopranos. Uh, um, but what's so funny about it is, or so great about it is it has a particular spe a spectacular use of music, you know, 60s R&B to, you know, sort of the bluesy rock kind of stuff and and to have you know 60s 70s you know and to have Layla in there which was perfect at the scene where they're finding all the bodies and the uh you know um that bit from Carbone uh you know let's play that let's play that again let's play that little bit from when they found uh the one body in the in the meat locker in the freezer and they had to thaw them out for days before the autopsy or you know how, how does that go let's play it one more time I'll tell you what, if you love Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin, and you know you do, you will love our other show, Dave Kinchin Tonight, a news talk podcast brought to you on iTunes, Spotify, you know the drill, wherever else you get podcasts. If we're not there, we should be. It's almost criminal not to be, and it won't take an act of Congress to get it done. I promise you that. So you've got your rock and roll here and a news talk show. Oh, yeah, we've got you covered. It's a great one, isn't it? And if you know that full scene, you know how awesome that is. Uh, there's another one. Well, there's a couple of them here. 
um, you know, Sunshine of Your Love by Cream, that scene where they're zooming in on Jimmy and, and he's got that, that devious idea, you know, you know, well, I don't want to give it away if you haven't seen that movie, you know it, but it's just, <laughs> it's haunting, but amazing. That is one of, I think, one of his best scenes, Robert De Niro's best scenes in that movie. Baby, I Love You is also a big one in there. Um, but yes, uh, the piano exit to um, Layla by uh, Derek and the Dominoes. Um, Manish Boys also in there by Muddy Waters. Uh, that's uh, iconic as well. Um, what else do we have? Of course, I one of my you know I, I'm a cheese ball when it comes to romantic comedies, and I absolutely love that movie, um, uh, The Wedding Singer. It's <laughs> Because it takes place right in the mid-80s. There's references to everything from Billy Idol in there to A Flock of Seagulls. And it's a, little, it's, it's a cute, romantic movie. Even Billy Idol's in it, of course. And he looks the same, too, which is kind of crazy. But anyway, um, that Van Halen, that, that line about the Van Halen t-shirt, get out of my Van Halen t-shirt before you jinx the band and they break up. Now, it's based in 1985. And presumably before April of 1985, because it was on April 1, 1985, when David Lee Roth left the band. So it's kind of, it's very ironic. It's, it, it, it seems to time out in a way. I don't know about when all those other songs came out that were in the movie at the time about Flock of Seagulls. I don't, you know, I, I'm not quite sure of the time. I've got to go back and look. But what's amazing is, yeah, of course, Van Halen did, in fact, they, they didn't break up. But, you know, David Lee Roth quit the band and nobody knew what the heck was going to happen until Van Hagar took place, of course. Um, speaking of gangster movies, going back to that, um, we're talking about, of course, The Sopranos where... You know, we've heard it. You heard it in the intro there. Uh, Don't Stop Believing by Journey, which uh, really, it, it's one of those things where you can't listen to that song without, it's it's a bit of an optimistic song, but you can't listen to it without thinking about that bizarre ending scene and what appeared to be the guy, the gangster coming from around the corner and the last thing Tony Soprano saw in his perspective, because the whole show, much of it is shot from what he sees, uh, and here's it goes to black because he must have been shot and that was the end of it shot in the cafe there or the restaurant is the, the way I've interpreted it but you it's just such an I it, it, it was it was a great song but it was it was it was almost it was it was almost like dark comedy and the way it was used almost like that um, but brilliant too and so before that you probably thought of uh, you know being from Detroit you know when they say you know born and raised in South Detroit there is no South Detroit we call it down river and then the other the other thing would be more to say um, uh, you have what else in that's uh, in that's oh well there was the I think it was the Cubs that had that big run years ago, and um, Steve Perry came out when they were, you know, acknowledged the fans when they were playing that song. Um, it became like an anthem for the team. I, I, it was within the last decade uh, or so, I seem to recall. It was some kind of a sporting, but it's it's been played at sporting events too. So that's been a huge thing. And, of course, the Springsteen box set line you heard there when uh, he was brought in to talk with the feds. Uh, Tony Soprano was brought into the feds. We, uh, Agent Harris has something he wants you to hear. Uh, the Springsteen box, box set already got it. Um, you know, you can't think of North Jersey without thinking of Bruce Springsteen and, and great Springsteen music. So some of my favorites, I was going to do a top ten, but, I, you know, it's hard doing a top ten because you... You just, if you keep redoing the list, you know, you, you just have to do a full series on it and talk about it with each piece of music and, and representation in their astounding glory and, and just 
you know, don't rank it because it just doesn't, it, sometimes it doesn't feel fair that way. Anyway, we hope you had a great 4th of July. We're getting things started again. The weekend show will be back during the, the start of the week with a look at even more um, great classic rock songs in famous movies and TV shows. This is Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin. Have a wonderful rest of the weekend, my friends. Thank you.